0: This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War on the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils, we command healing. To the sick in Jesus' name, and we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegamanRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Is Shannon Davis, and we are living in the time of the end. Three, two, one. We have a mission. We will be reading tonight from the King James edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils, and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying Him, you better act quick. He is coming back, and we will all give a report. So, obey Jesus, so you don't come up short. Well, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to a live broadcast here on, uh, today is, what, Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. If I sound a little bit under the weather, I still am. Keep us in prayer. In fact, uh, all of us, except for Mama, are going through a, going through it a little bit. And uh, I've had a sore throat for about, shoot, over a week now. And a uh, little bit of sinus drainage today and eyes are burning. So I'll tell you what, um, pretty regular occurrence down here on this island just goes for the territory. But um, we're uh, powering through it and uh, lift up uh, the babies, uh, Jeremiah, Judah, Jemima. They've had various um, battles with it this week, fever, runny nose. Then they recover and, uh, well, praise God, hopefully it'll be short-lived for them. And uh, here we are. We're going to push through. Okay, uh, Brother Terry could not be with us today, but he will be rescheduling. Uh, as soon as he can be back, he will be with us. Shouts out to James, Jesse, Etta, others out there. Elda, oh, that was from yesterday. Okay, at the top of the hour, we're going to welcome back Leslie Johnson from the Prophecy Club. Prophecy Club, And then uh, at noon today, Eastern, we're going to have Tommy Hollahan. Come to you uh, bring the word from Florida. And then on tonight's program, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, we're going to have Pastor Bill and Valerie French from Luke418radio.com and um, open up the demon hotlines after the message. So that will be this evening. Okay. Well, I figure what we can do is uh, we can pick up where we left off yesterday. And uh, We're over in the book of Joshua, so we're going to be picking up uh, here in just a moment in Joshua chapter 7. Why don't we open in prayer? Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for this opportunity to speak your word. We invite the Holy Ghost to come, Holy Spirit of God, illuminate the scripture for us. Teach us your word. God, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of it, and memory recall. Sharpen the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, in each of us. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over Brother Terry, over everyone tuning in, over me and my family. God, we need some healing today. Lose your ministering spirit to touch each of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus Christ put a hedge of protection wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around each one of us again we plead the blood of Jesus over this entire program today and in the name of Jesus Christ we break any witchcraft or curses that have been sent against any of us in Jesus name we bind every demonic attack coming against any of us that are part of this program those that speak and those that listen, myself and family included. In Jesus Christ, mighty name we pray. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. In Jesus name. So, where we left off yesterday, Israel under the command of new commander Joshua. Moses been buried, went home to be with the Lord. Joshua was instructed to follow God and his commandments and to take the people over Jordan. God performed a miracle. Part of the water they walked across on dry land. They set up a monument so that future generations would would know the story and probably the crossing point twelve stones one for each of the tribes of Israel and they went up against Jericho they marched around it blew the trumpet let out a shout and the walls came tumbling down they then attacked burnt the city and everything in it with the exception of Rahab and those that were in her house. Rahab and her family's life was spared because she had protected the two Israeli spies that were sent in to scope out the land and she had protected them from arrest and murder So Israel kept its promise to Rahab and got her and her family and their belongings safely out of the city. And Joshua put a curse on anyone who would ever try to rebuild Jericho. If they did, the first and the last child would die. Joshua and they were also um, commanded not to take anything personally as uh, war trophies. The gold and silver I believe they were able to take but um, people were not to take any spoil individually. Chapter 7 But the children of Israel committed a trespass and they accursed things for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of Yahovah was kindled against the children of Israel. Let me back up just a one chapter here. Stand by a minute. Okay. Verse 18, chapter 6 says, And ye, in any wise, keep yourself from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed. When ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and the vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto Yehovah, they shall come into the treasury of Jehovah Okay, so the people were warned. don't take any accursed thing because you'll curse yourselves when you take the accursed thing. And that's exactly what some people did. In particular, Achan. And God saw it. It had brought defilement into the camp. Same thing can happen to you and I in modern times if we bring accursed things in. What are cursed things? Anything regarding the occult, witchcraft, idolatry, sexual sin, pornography, wrong kind of music, idols and sculptures of other gods. When in doubt, throw it out, folks. Charms, Amulets. Got to be careful with Native American um, artifacts too. Now, kind of be a fun thing to collect, or so I thought, until I found out that they were cursed. And as the uh, Native American Indians, First Nation people, would. Uh, make weapons of war many times they would put them through smoke ceremonies to anoint them with power attached demons is really what was happening so that they would fly straight swift and hit the target these things are cursed and you pick them up you can bring curses into your home and it can manifest in sickness and illness we've heard stories where Wynne Worley, a deliverance minister at Hegwitch Baptist Church, had ministered to a couple that came into one of his conferences, I think. And the lady was sick, and they prayed for her. There was no healing happening. And God gave them a word that there was some type of a cursed object that they had taken to their home. And after some investigation, come to find out they had a huge collection of Indian arrowheads and there were curses on those things and they brought the curse in you never want to buy a authentic Japanese samurai sword as much as I would love to have one I had to settle a number of years ago for uh, an American made one by probably a master artisan but it was not a authentic samurai sword this one was made in a factory the authentic samurai swords that are forged by these master swordsmen put them through a process a spiritual process where every part of that sword from the blade to the hilt to the other parts I don't remember the exact term the handles okay, the ornamentation they all go through a ritual process and demons are attached to them is the bottom line. You get a samurai sword, you get a curse on it. I had an opportunity a few years ago to uh, go with a couple friends in the family into the villages here and uh, I was asked do you want to pray for some people here? And I said sure. And we prayed for a man think he was Muslim, and he had what was called a Chris knife, K-R-I-S. It's a unique kind of blade. It's kind of wavy, almost like a serpent would be. Check it out, K-R-I-S. And these are like a Javanese, Indonesian style um, blade that is passed down the family lines. It's a prized possession. It would be tass- passed down from father to son. And uh, we were praying for them and just asked him straight out, do you have a crisp knife? And he said, yes. He brought it out. And this, this man was ill, or his family was. And uh, we told him, you're going to need to get rid of that. Well, can you pray for it and break the curse off? No. It's cursed. You destroy it you don't try to salvage it that doesn't work and uh, we still prayed for the man but I told him you need to get rid of that curses are real Buddhas things that come out of um, India parts of Africa dream catchers talismans Mexican sun god I'm sure you can come up with some other examples. You know what I'm talking about. I would even get rid of uh, owls if you got them. I've heard stories of demonic spirits attached to uh, collections of owls and figurines. One of the, the stories I remember just came to me was a couple who uh were having some trouble in their house. And discernment was given that <clears throat> it was probably related to a doll collection that the wife had. Like many, uh, people like to collect things and some people collected dolls. And these are big dolls, small dolls. Some of some of them dress very nicely in human style clothing and the man one day went up to the attic and as he was going up the steps he turned on the light and that's where the wife had all these dolls stored and as he was going towards one a voice cried out mama save us he's coming to take us away this guy freaked out ran out of there probably fell down the steps I imagine trying to get out of there fast enough and they literally had a problem they had demons that were inhabiting those dolls my grandparents um, retired pastors for over 50 years with the church of God Even let the guard down a little bit. I remember growing up, and uh, they had spent time in the mission fields of Haiti. Also went into what they called at that time Old Mexico. And uh, they would bring back uh, sometimes souvenirs. One time they brought me a marionette doll back. Um, a Mexican hat. I think I still have that. But I remember these um, voodoo masks. That's what they are. They were wooden. African mask they didn't know what they had at the time but I wonder if that didn't open up the door for demonic spirits and attack, I think it did they had them on the wall fast forward about 25 years into uh, well early 2000's I remember um, in their later days going over to my grandparents house and they had a spare bedroom, and I have an aunt, who liked some of these dolls that I'm talking about, and she had sent a doll. Well, she she liked to decorate too, so she'd help my grandmother decorate this spare bedroom they had, and huge bed, comfortable bed. If you ever went over there and laid on it, and you just go off, you know, floating in the clouds. But things were fine until my aunt decided to relocate one of her dolls to my grandparents' house and they had like this uh, little rocking chair in that bedroom and this doll wasn't any normal doll, it was life size had a porcelain face my aunt put a dress on it put put on some kind of Victorian boots on it, you know what I'm talking about those old Victorian shoes ladies had a dress put a hat on it and a couple times ordered my grandparents house and uh, I was not about to sleep in that room because this thing was like human I told my grandmother that thing's freaky I would not sleep in that room I'd sleep on the couch if I ever went over there um, what grandmother's opinion of was I don't know She was a godly woman, but still, we couldn't let her guard down. And uh, it bothered me. And pray, and God will show you if there's things in your house that need to get out. Sometimes things can even be buried. Literally in your yard. Now, I've told the story, and I won't tell the whole thing again, but when we moved here, to move into the house that we're still renting seven years on, after arriving on the island in 2016, we were able to cut a deal with the landlord that she would tear down two stone altars. Altars to their Hindu gods. She did that. The rubble was cleared. We prayed over the house we moved in. I thought all was well. About a year ago. A year and a half ago. I was out in the front yard which is small, small maybe like a 10 by 10 area. Really what I've done is I've turned it into a dog pen. And at that time I just had the original dirt that was there in the yard. Um, never grass, just straight dirt. And uh, it began to become a mess with dogs out there pooping, you're trying to rinse it down, just turn it into a mud slush. I said, this has got to stop. What am I going to do? And I, I came up with the idea, I'm going to put um, some stone tiles out there. And then if, when I come out there, I can always just rinse down with the hose. No problem. Easy maintenance. And so in preparing the ground to make sure it was level, because I still had some rocks out there. I had this metal rake. And I'm raking in preparation, putting the stones out there. And the rake snags something like a plastic bag. I said, hmm, what's this? And I got the end of it, and I pulled and pulled, and it came right out of the ground. Little did I know, until that day, there was an accursed object buried in the ground. And imagine a small earthen clay pot with a lid. Inside a webbing bag with some multicolored string, which I immediately identified as being tied to the local temple's when the Hindus go through specific temple rituals ceremonies, they will be given a multicolored string that they wear around their hand, one for each event that they've been to. Some people would have multiple ones like three or four. And you wear it till it drops off. You wear it in the shower. Again, you don't take it off till it drops off. So I'd seen this before. Now, I didn't understand the full significance of why this thing was buried, but clearly it was some demonic dedication. Demons were staking its territory. And uh, I ended up smashing the thing, tried to burn it, it wouldn't really burn well. Ultimately, I broke it into pieces and then threw it in the garbage. Um and that was after a few days when I originally found it I put it in a five gallon paint bucket I had out there where I was throwing rocks in it and I knew I needed to deal with it and I have a, a two story um, duplex we live in I was up on the second story in a little balcony overlooking the front front lawn and I saw this thing it was not in the bucket just like a day on after I had found it it was sitting next to the doghouse. God had had my dog pulled out to remind me I had some unfinished business maybe you have some unfinished business today it's bringing a curse on your property your home and what form does that curse take brings demons in bad things can happen and you've got to break that curse get the demons out but you've got to get the object out first if you brought it in repent I had to repent Lord forgive me I didn't do this already I'll deal with it today and I did there were still some repercussions I took ill had black stuff coming out of my lungs so I said what's this I don't smoke and uh, was in a bad way for about a week but, but we beat it excuse me okay still I have a cold so bear with me Um, that was something I didn't put in there but it was on the property And sometimes you're in possession of things that have curses on them you need to get them out and God will help you I had no idea until God revealed that to me that there was that even buried in the ground but God knew all about it and then once it was exposed I had an obligation to do something about it so If you bring these things in the camp. God said. You're bringing a curse. But Achan didn't listen. The son of Carmi. The son of Zabdi. The son of Zerah. The tribe of Judah. He took of the accursed thing. And the anger of Yahovah Was kindled against the children of Israel. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai. Which is beside Beth Haven on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua, and said to him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but a few. So there went up thither of the people about three thousand men, And they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai, the enemy, in other words, smote of them about 36 men. For they chased them from before the gate, even unto Shabarim, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of Jehovah until the evening he and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads now Joshua didn't know what had occurred he was not aware that Ai had disobeyed the Lord uh, that excuse me Achan and Joshua said alas O Lord Yahovah, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it, and shall environ us around, that means encircle them, and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? And Jehovah said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen, and dissembled also, and they have put it among their own stuff. So some people willfully disobeyed God's orders. That's rebellion. That's as of, as of the sin of witchcraft. Even today. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you any more, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Now God means business. Let's see if Joshua obeys. I can think of one who did not obey. And the time he did not obey cost him his kingship. One time. And that was King Saul. He disobeyed God when God told him to go in there and smite the I guess it was the Amalekites if I recall. He didn't go in there and do it. and what happened the kingdom was rent from him we cannot disobey god because if we do we're not going to get away from it the judgment we can repent but you may lose all better obedience is better than sacrifice isn't that what it says Well, I'll just go and repent tomorrow. God will cut me some slack. Are you so sure of that? He may forgive, but you may lose out. Don't tempt God. Don't play around with His mercy and grace. God has a standard. It's called holiness. And I believe that the judgment of God may very well be at the house of God right now judgment first starts in the house of God if the righteous scarcely be saved where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear there's a well-known mega pastor that in the last couple of days it's coming out that there may have been sexual impropriety and this is just an embarrassment to the body of Christ it's shameful these sins should not be counted among the body of Christ, where you got pastors engaged in sexual sin. But I'm not surprised, because when deliverance is not done, you got t- ticking time bombs, demons that sooner or later are going to surface. We've seen them take people out before, and this is not anything new. It's going to take more out before it's over with. I believe we're going to see many more exposed in the days ahead. Better to repent and get deliverance than not, then your sins find you out. Okay. Again. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Does God curse? Yes, He will. It's a curse of the blessing. You have to choose. We want to commit sin? We can bring a curse on our family line to the third and fourth generation. Some sins down to the tenth generation, like having a child, conceiving that child outside of marriage. It's called the curse of the bastard. Dabble in the occult three to four generational witchcraft curse and those things may kill you before you ever break them killed a couple people in my family three of them took out my great granddaddy my grandfather and my dad a year before my dad died God spoke to me in a dream you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break and what was it Freemasonry Adultery. Divorce. Adultery and divorce, bad enough, but Freemasonry was a nail in the coffin. Of my great granddaddy on my dad's side. Took him out at fifty-two. Nobody knew how to break a curse so my grandfather died at 58 my dad died at 57 of cancer my brother and I were next but God in his mercy heard my cry and told me what my problem was now I had to do something about it we had to repent of sins personal and ancestral stand on Galatians 3.13 break that curse to be free in Jesus name go and sin no more We're reading from Joshua 7. So he's got an ultimatum. Obey God, destroy the accursed from among you, or God will not be with you anymore. Up, sanctify the people, and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith Yehovah, God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, thou cannot stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. That may be why some people aren't getting deliverance today. That may be why some people are just getting their tails beat. Because they got accursed things in their camp. Think about it. In the morning, therefore ye shall be brought according to your tribes. It shall be that the tribe which Jehovah taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the household which Jehovah shall take come man by man. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire. He and all that he hath. Because he hath transgressed the covenant of Yehovah. And because he hath wrought folly in Israel. He brought sin into the camp. I'm here to tell you. There are people in positions of leadership in the church. They are. They are. What is that in the current term? Rot. They are. They have brought folly into the church sexual sin the penalty of sin is death they don't repent and even if they do repent they have no business in the pulpit anymore they need to sit down and shut up they're no longer qualified especially those that have been in the ministry for a very long time and then have continued in the sin for a very long time I'm not going to mention the name of an individual that's making the rounds of the news. You probably know who it is. We shall see as the facts come out, but it's not looking good. Working folly in in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes. And the tribe of Judah was taken. God knew who it was. Judah's being called out. And he brought the family of Judah and he took the family of of the Zarhites and he brought the family of the Zarhites man by man and Zabdi was taken. And he brought his household man by man. And Achan, the son of Carmi. The son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the Lot tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to Jehovah God of Israel, and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. Sorry, I'm battling a sinus infection, folks. Verse 20, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And thus and thus I have done. He, he spilt the means. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and two hundred shekels of silver, And a wedge of gold of fifty shekels' weight. Then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran into the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel. And laid them out before Jehovah, and Joshua and all Israel with him, took Achan, the son of Zerah. and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold, and his sons and his daughters, and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent, and all that they had all that he had, and they brought them unto the valley of Akor, and Joshua said. Why hast thou troubled us? Jehovah shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones, and burned them with fire, after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So Jehovah turned from the fierceness of his anger, Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Acor unto this day. I would like to know uh, if that's still standing over there. And I wouldn't recommend anybody to do it, but maybe they could um, check it out with some kind of um, metal detector. I wonder if they were buried with the gold and silver. Now you wouldn't want to touch it if it's still there. It's cursed. But I'm just saying, curious. I bet you those stones are still over there today. Have to look into that one. Look at the price they paid for disobeying the Lord. And Jehovah said unto Joshua, "Fear not; neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee." And arise, go up to Ai, see, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. And thou shalt do to Ai and her king, as thou did unto Jericho and her king, only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourself. Lay thee in ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out thirty thousand men, mighty men of valor, and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, ye shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but be ye all ready. And I and all the people that are with me will approach unto the city and it shall come to pass when they come out against us as at the first that we will flee before them. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city. For they will say they flee before us as at the first. Therefore we will flee before them. Then ye shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city. For Yahweh your God Will deliver it into your hand, and it shall be, when ye have taken the city, that ye shall set the city on fire, according to the commandment of Jehovah, shall ye do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them forth, and they went to lie in ambush, an abode between Bethel and Ai, on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. And Joshua rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people of Ai. And all the people, even the people of war, that were with him, went up and drew nigh and came before the city and pitched on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between them and Ai. And he took about 5,000 men and set them to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, even all the host that was on the north of the city and their liers in wait on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. And it came to pass when the king of Ai saw it that they hastened and rose up early and the men of city of the city went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people, at a time appointed before the plain. But he wist not that there were liars in ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. And all the people that were in Ai were called together to pursue after them. And they pursued after Joshua, and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai, or Bethel, that went not out after Israel. And they left the city open, and pursued after Israel. And Jehovah said unto Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in thy hand toward Ai. For I will give it into thine hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city. And the ambush arose quickly out of their place. And they ran as soon as they had stretched out his hand. And they entered into the city and took it and hasted. Means very quickly. And set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw and behold the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven. And they had no power to flee this way or that. And the people that fled to the wilderness Turned back upon the pursuers. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned again and slew the man of Ai. And the other issued out of the city against him, so that they were in the midst of Israel. Israel put them in a sandwich, a spear sandwich some on this side and some on that side and they smote them so that they let none of them remain or escaped. and the king of Ai they took alive and brought him to Joshua and it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field in the wilderness wherein they chased them and when they were fallen on the edge of the sword until they were consumed that all the Israelites returned unto Ai and smote it with the edge of the sword. And so it was that all that fell that day, both of men and women, were 12,000, even all the men of Ai. For Joshua drew not his hand back, wherewith he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the cattle and the spoil of that city Israel took for a prey unto themselves according unto the word of Jehovah, which he commanded Joshua. And Joshua burnt Ai and made it a heap forever even a desolation unto this day. And the king of Ai he hanged on a tree until evening, and as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree, and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city, and raise thereon a great heap of stones that remains unto this day. Then Joshua built an altar unto the Lord, unto Jehovah, God of Israel, in Mount Ebal, As Moses the servant of Yahovah commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones, over which no man hath lifted up any iron, and they offered thereupon burnt offerings unto Yahovah, and sacrificed peace offerings. And he wrote thereupon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel. And all Israel and their elders and officers and their judges stood on this side of the ark and on that side before the priests, the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of Jehovah. as well the stranger and he that was born among them, half of them over against Mount Gerizim and half of them over against Mount Ebal, as Moses, the servant of Jehovah had commanded them before. That they should bless the people of Israel, and afterwards, he read all the words of the law, the blessings and the curses, cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation of Israel, and the with the women, and the little ones, and the strangers that were conversant among them. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Today we did uh, Joshua chapter 7 and 8. Okay, we're going to take a break, and in about seven minutes we're going to come back and have uh, Leslie Johnson on as our next guest.